What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Existential Stoic Podcast. Uh, this is episode 44, and today we're going to talk about education is flawed. I'm Danny. I'm here with my buddy, Randy. What's up, Randy? Hey, Danny. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm excited to talk about this. This was actually a recommendation from a friend, and uh, she listens. Yeah, she listens to the podcast on a regular basis. Nice. She's even I love subscribed. Those on youtube what? yeah and so she I was clicked notifications her, uh, i don't think so we'll have to see if she'll uh, do that this episode <laughs> okay let's see if we can get that going then. <laughs> yeah. and, and so she had this idea because we were actually we were actually talking about this so i'm in i'm in an adult education course right now and it's kind of funny looking back because i've done a whole bunch of schooling throughout my life i mean we both are very very educated we've been in school we've both forever. been in school for way too many years yeah yeah we kind of <laughs> yeah. lived there most of our life yeah. And so now it's kind of funny because like I see I've I've seen it. I would say I've seen it all or I've seen it a lot to where like now I kind of am starting to understand the purpose of education and how like all this stuff that the school system is built around is completely flawed and it's completely it, it's against education. So I thought that having an episode in that fashion would be great. I actually I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, it's funny. I, you know a big part of public education and the whole merit merit based system in general is also indoctrination. Right. And like, I mentioned this to my class the other day, and these are, you know, obviously it's a college level class. These are students from all over, you know, the country. And I was like, and I was talking about socialization, social conditioning, indoctrination. They were like, well, what do you mean? I was like, do you remember in middle school when they made you always walk down the right hand side of the hallway? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, Things like that. I was like, it's little subtle things on the one hand where it's training you how to be a good citizen or a good person, however we define it, right? However society conceives of it. And it's funny because that's one angle of education and then, and then one purpose, right? It's practical. The other side is supposed to get people ready for the world to live on their own, but that's the side where it also fails miserably because like, I, you know, a big part of education, it seems like, is it teaches people not to learn or if they don't know how to learn, they don't understand what's valuable. It really, it really screws up a lot of your sort of ideas about what matters and how you go about educating yourself and the importance of education, I think. You know, at least yeah. for me personally, I think one of the worst things I wanted to talk about to you, so I want to mention it so I don't forget, is the, uh, <laughs> is the fact that the way our system set up is it makes learning work. And also something that people despise. Dude, okay, great. great. Yeah, Let's talk right? about this because I love yeah. this. So okay, in, uh, in my adult education class, the teacher, the teacher is always like, oh, homework's so bad. Oh, homework's so bad. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's how we <laughs> learn. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And Dude, you know, it's funny too, because like, I was saying to my students the other day, because they were bitching about us, like a, literally like a, a 200 word written assignment, which is like half a page. Right. And I was like, look, it's not that I'm trying to just be a dick and assign you crap to do. The point is you need repetition. You need to work with it. Not to mention also doing those things at home is about developing the skills on your own, not having me right here to ask, not having your teacher right there to rely on. Right. It's about being able to figure it out on your own in the world and learning that stuff. You don't need to be great at it at first, obviously, but like the point is, it's supposed to help, but we've, we've created this culture, this idea about like homework, 
Like I hear it all the time in the news, dude, about parents pitching, like, especially when COVID hit and there was the lockdown, right? So parents started to like more interaction and engagement with their kids learning. You heard it all the time, especially with younger kids, like there's way too much homework. My kid has to spend hours doing homework when they just want to play video games. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I, I think we are going to get to the point where education becomes more gamified because I'm seeing that I'm seeing that now a little bit more where there is kind of the push towards gamification of things. And it does, you know, like that's one of the ways that I've learned programming is actually through gamified education. And it makes it fun because you like, you know, you, you earn these rewards for doing it days in a row. You get like stars for doing it days in a row. And then you unlock certain things that you can do in the future. So I think that that could potentially be the way that it's going. But unfortunately, as of right now, we're just, you know, we're at the end of a broken system. Well, I, right. Look, we're talking about an antiquated system that hasn't been updated in God knows how long. Arguably, the pandemic and the lockdown forced some changes. But right now, I mean, look, in the fall, we're going to go, all the universities going right back to in-person. They're probably, most of them are probably going to go back right back to asynchronous. Like, I mean, so they're pretty much all those things that they adopted will slowly go away, right? And like, uh, the gamification thing is interesting, right? Because part of the idea of that is to make education fun, right? Because in principle, look, learning at the most basic level, right? You have some knowledge, some concepts, theories you you want them to, you want to impart, right? You have some skill sets, some, you know, um, you know, basic life skills you want to develop. And you need a way to get there with some sort of intermediary steps, right? To get to the overall end. So like the game model works nicely. I mean, games are built around small incremental steps, you know, goal-oriented activity, uh, you know, rewarding a lot so that you feel motivated to do it, right? Um, and building up to those hard challenges, right? Like the boss level or whatever, the boss fight. And like, that's an interesting way to think about it. I think that could work, yeah. But it's funny how we haven't changed our system in forever. Like literally, mm-hmm. it's the same thing that we've always done. Yeah, and also, and also how, you know, up until you're done high school, it's like a one size fits all. Everyone takes the same exact yeah. classes. Yeah. You do the same exact thing, and it's like, well, you know, this person may want to be a rocket scientist, but this person wants to be a plumber. There's like yeah. literally nothing that they both need to know that's similar, except for maybe speaking the same language. You know, yeah. not to mention too, especially in the U.S., we've put such a premium on college and we've so devalued trades that you can make a better living in than most jobs you get with a college degree anyway, that we don't even have enough people doing those things because we don't value it as a society because we put this premium on education. And, and, you know, it's interesting too, because I think like, especially with that, you see too how, how this education system really promotes certain perspectives, values, and ideas, right? That like, working with your hands is bad or that, you know, if you, you know, if you uh, don't perform at the top, top, top percentage, you're valueless or worthless, or you failed all these things that are so negative, right? This association that, you know, you always have to succeed. You have to get it immediately. You have to understand it instantly. There's no room for error. And, you know, it's just like, it's toxic. So, as hell. so let's talk about that because that is that's such a huge thing that discredits so many people. So, like for instance, let's say in early elementary school, somebody's slow learning math. Okay. Okay. Then 
they hear from their teachers, from their friends that they're not good at math. They start repeating that to themselves. They're not good at math. Before you know it, they're failing math classes without giving it an effort because they're not good at math. Whereas with, with a different mentality and, you know, like one of, the, one of the things that I've adopted is that I know on a long enough time frame, I can learn anything. And it's, it's oh, kind yeah, of like, absolutely. it's a truth for anybody. Because like, if you can get, if you can get even a percentage point more in however, in like, let's say it takes a month for you to improve 0.0001%, then it's a mathematical truth that yeah. on a long enough time frame you can learn anything. So like by, by giving people oh. that, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say what I like about that, too, is it really highlights the point that it's not that you can't learn something. It's that that you have to choose what you learn because you can't learn everything. That's basically it. Right. You can learn anything. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And I, I love that idea. Yes. Yeah, okay. And it's also and it's also going to take failure. Like, yeah. I think that is one of like we're so we're taught to be so averse to failure. Like, how cool would it have been if teachers, you know, in elementary school were like, Go ahead and fail. I want you to fail your first five classes because then we're going to be able to know which direction you should go. And it's not yeah. going to be in that direction. It's going to be, oh, you failed math, science, and uh, reading. So guess what? Turns out you're a pretty good artist and you're great at physical education. So let's get you into that. It's just like, it makes sense as opposed to this whole like, you know, make pretending that a few certain things are the ideal things and everything else doesn't work yeah it, it's funny you mentioned that too because like it's i know like in, in like in like public school like middle school high school right they don't have a lot of the teachers don't have a lot of freedom in what they're how they're grading what they're doing right because none whatsoever like no child left no. behind yeah right exactly <laughs> figure it out but uh, it's yeah. funny because like the one thing i do like about teaching college is like i'm free to grade right so i have some freedom in how i do that and it's interesting because, you know, I'm a firm believer, like, especially like with like a lower level intro class, like intro to ethics, right? You're getting a, you're going to just, a, you know, a bunch of kids who some of them might, a few might take philosophy later, some might not, whatever. And it's interesting because like I've had students in the past who try really hard. They come meet with me. They really struggle with the concepts. They submit drafts of papers. They just don't get it. No matter how many times I try, no matter how many, you know, they just don't get it. And it's like, okay, so. By our standard model, they would fail because they don't get the content. However, when I look at them, I'm like, all right, they put in this ton of work. They're obviously, they're working on their own. They're developing writing skills. They're developing skills. Even if they don't get the content, you know, they still deserve a good grade because they did the work. Let's face it. They're not going to take another philosophy course. It's highly unlikely, right? So it's like, I think we, but it's funny because we really, we really de-incentivize that sort of thinking and interacting with people right where it's okay to fail and keep trying to get it and it's also okay to admit sometimes that maybe i don't get this but you put the effort you're trying on your own you're trying to learn on your own you're understanding how to do that i think we we've created a system where so many people don't know how to learn, learn without a teacher they can't even figure but, it out dude and you said it there doing the work like that's that is the key from so many Super successful people. They've all said there's one thing that differentiates successes from failures. It's doing the work. And when I say successes <laughs> right. and failures, I'm not talking about failing one test. I'm talking about like failing at life. Because really, we're talking about education, but the goal of education is building up character. 
And yeah. so like yeah. the people who build up character, they put in the work. They didn't just try and be a good person one time. They did it over and over and over and over and over again. I really like that point too, because, you know, pointing out that it's, it's like, it's for life really. Right. And the interesting thing about education is I think realistically education should be lifelong. You should always be learning. But when you set up a system that is like ours, where it de-incentivizes people, makes them anxious, makes them stressed out about the whole process, makes them view any type of homework, which is practice as work. You really also create a society of people who don't want to continue education and don't even realize that they can do it on their own. And I think that's the other scary thing, right? It's like setting people up for fucking failure when it's supposed to be preparatory. (laughs) Okay. So like, it took me a while to figure out that I could actually learn the things that I enjoy because for a long time, I thought, I thought that education was like reading the scarlet letter and reading Pride and Prejudice and all these garbage books that they made us read because we had to read it. Whereas like, instead, if they were like, well, what do you want to do with your life? Ah, I don't know. Well, why don't you read some books and try and figure out what's interesting to you and then read some more books in that area. Like once I realized that I could actually choose what I could be educated about, all of a sudden it became fun because then it's like this door that opens a magic kingdom for everything you ever wanted. You know, it's a shame. I wish it's not really cost effective, really for colleges, but I wish they pushed uh, independent study courses more because those were the courses where I had a blast because like, you know, I found a book I liked and I just found somebody. I was like, do you want to do a course with me? Just like just me or just me and my friend or something. One, it's like one on one. So it's awesome. You get so much, you know, but two, it's something you really enjoy. And, And to your point, it's funny, like I can tell you so many graduate level classes where I didn't read the course material. I read related stuff that I enjoyed more. But, you know, when you start to understand something, you know how education works and how your learning works, you can make those connections. So it doesn't necessarily mean, and I think people don't understand that. Like, it's funny, like, you know, think of like an intro ethics course. I don't give a shit if those kids honestly know Khan's theory when they leave and remember it forever. Let's face it, they're not going to. But the, the more important thing is, did they learn how to ask questions? Did they learn how to think differently about their lives, take new perspectives, develop writing skills, develop argumentative skills, critical thinking skills? Because that's actually what matters. The content they can look up. They can go read the book again. They can, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can go back to that. It's like the memorization test. It's like, what doctor fucking has to know all this shit on hand? They look it up in a book or the computer or their phone, right? Just like, I mean, I'm sure you did that in vet as a vet, right? You didn't oh, yeah. know every medication on top of your head and the, and the exact, you know, calculation. You, did, you needed to to get licensed, but then the day after yeah. that, you forgot yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that brings yeah. that brings us to another point we wanted to talk about is cheating. Okay, so oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like there's so there's so much emphasis in all these testing and education and all this stuff about like stopping cheating. I have a completely different viewpoint on it. I say, let it go on because those people are screwing themselves over for later in life. I say, you know what? Forget it. Like if people want to cheat, let them because while, while they may get the immediate benefit from doing it, it's so hurting them in the long term that there's like, you can't even compare it's, it hurts them so much. Well, yeah, I know it does. It absolutely does. But think of it this way, right? Um, The thing with cheating and why so many people are willing to cheat is because we've, we put all the emphasis on the grade, right? So 
in a way, it doesn't matter how you get there. As long as you get there, you've done fine, right? And that's the problem because it's not, in a way, we, we built a system where it doesn't matter what skills you have, what things you develop, because all that matters is this one test or all that matters is this. And if you get a great grade on it, you're going you're gonna to have more opportunities than the person who develops all these skills without a slightly lesser grade, right? So we, we kind of emphasize the wrong thing. The other side of that too is a lot of those tests, especially like those big standardized ones, there's a bunch of money there. And they don't want people cheating because they don't, they don't want to make up new tests and new questions and they don't want to lose their status, right? And it's like, I think that's the other issue is we kind of, a lot of this stuff is tied to, you know, private interest groups. And that's also bad. I think it just, it's, you know, like to think that like, you know, like the GRE or the SAT says any fucking thing about a kid and their ability. Because first I, of all, I love, I love this saying, I love the saying that A students work for B managers working for uh, companies built by C students, you know, (laughs) because that's basically, that's basically what it is because really it doesn't matter what grades I know. I know from firsthand experience, students who got straight A's valedictorian, and now they can't do anything with their life because they're so, they're so rigid in everything. Everything needs to be perfect. Every, you can't have a single mistake. They're basically like a human spell checker and like any error it's just they can't find and they can't, they just get stuck. And whereas a well, C they, student, they're like, ah, you know what? I passed. Who cares? Let's try it. And that's basically in order to succeed in life. That's kind of what you need. You just need yeah. to keep trying. We, you know, it's funny that I think of the lessons learned by each, right? The C student learns that, oh, wait a minute. It doesn't actually matter that much. I'm still alive. I'm still okay. I can still get through this and I can still learn on my own and do other things. The A student puts so much pressure on themselves to constantly perform at this level that they don't actually learn life skills. They don't actually learn. They don't even pay attention really to what they're doing because most of what they're doing is cramming and, you know, really like rushing the job essentially, but not really getting much out of it, you know? And I think that's the danger. It's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough situation, I'm sure, because you're dealing with like a huge right thing. And it's, it's a shame we don't see more proactive changes, I think, in education. Cause like, Look, I mean, I don't know. There's got to be better ways to do this than the way we are. And like, well, I think self-education promote... is the way to go. Yeah. That's that's a, that yeah. at least gets my vote. Like, I, you know, last episode we were talking about regrets, and like yeah. my biggest regret was going to vet school because it cost me a quarter million dollars. However, out of Naturally. that, <laughs> out of that, what I got was a huge disdain for formal education, and because of that, I refused to go back to formal education. And I'm, I teach myself. And like, uh, the cool thing about that is that nowadays there's so many more resources to be able to do that. And also like there are certain fields like computer programming, half of computer and programmers taught themselves. So it's like, you know, going to school isn't going to guarantee a better job or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, it's yeah, just it, like, it, I think you can, I think like what you were mentioning with that individual study before, you can kind of do that nowadays if you educate yourself. Because you can just no, you do absolutely. whatever you want and do it. Dude, you totally can. And it sucks that our system is still fixated on pieces of paper as qualifications when they don't even really matter or say much of anything. But, you know, It'll it's get you a job too. at Starbucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny because, like, uh, you know, I, I get feedback a lot from students that, that really, like, enjoy my class. Not all of them because I don't, I don't tend to teach in a way that's consistent with, like, traditional teaching. So some of them don't like it. They don't respond well. But, like, 
I like talking about the stuff. I like discussing it. And I like trying to help them foster skills and realize that they can learn on their own. And a lot of kids really respond positively to it because it's like, it's a different focus, right? Rather than focusing on, because again, like, I don't know, I feel like they can look this stuff off. They can figure it out. If they have the tools that they need to teach themselves, they can learn whatever they want, right? And it's a shame because like, I guess because I am, okay, because I am obviously, I do teach. And like, it's a funny thing because part of me, like, I really did like aspects of my college, undergrad education a lot. And like, it was a great small school, uh, small classes, you know, it was really fun. And, 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 you know, I really learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself, developed a lot of skills and all. So part of me does really like it. And I wish, I wish we ran it more like college, even at the lower grades. And I wish we didn't, the colleges weren't so run like businesses like they are now, where the goal is to, to give out diplomas and instead actually were educational institutions where the goal was education. And I think if that were the case, it'd be very different, but I mean, it's not obviously, you know, I'm like, I don't know. It's a big system, but. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about how the education system is flawed. Uh, We've mentioned a few things. We've, yeah, we've mentioned a couple of things. Um, now, we have this podcast, the Existential Stoic podcast, where we like to look at stuff in kind of an existential way, in a stoic yeah. way. Yeah. And so, you know, what would, what would existentialists and stoics think is important in developing a better education system? Well, why don't we look at what both of them did, right? Both groups. Mm-hmm. And, I, and for, for the sake of, uh, you know, um, I'll think mostly, of, I'm going to think mostly of like the, the cafes in France, right? For this purposes Perfect. and... Yeah, yeah. Chain smoking, <laughs> drinking yeah. coffee. It was great. Um, but think about it, right? I mean, if you think back to the the ancient Stoic, right? I mean, they were it was fairly informal, right? System. So you had people seeking them out to learn. So first of all, you had the students seeking out someone who they knew was in a higher level than they were seeking out because they were interested in this thing. So it's self-motivated in the first place. It's not forced, right? Um, you don't have to become a stoic, <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's really. The but that's also kind of like, that's kind of like the way that they do it in the trade schools where you learn from someone who's more experienced than you. Like when you wanted to be a potter, yeah. you would go learn from a master potter or something like that, as opposed yeah, yeah. to just learning from someone mm-hmm. who's read a book on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Who theoretically understands it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because like if you think about it, so you have the self-motivation on the part of the, the learner. And then if you really look at like, what stoicism aim is it's not about learning specific facts or anything it's really about living a better life being a good person and eudaimonia right the flourishing life and you know they always had a conception of that but like my point is that it's not if you think of education in that sense it's self-motivated it recognizes that there's others that know more and it's worthwhile to seek them out obviously so it recognizes the importance of community interpersonal connections in that respect um but it's really kind of, if you think about it, it's more interactive. It's more dependent on agency on the part of the individual, the learner. And it has a broader goal, not of I'm getting a job, not of this, but that I want to be a better person in the world. And now real quick, just to switch to existentialism, thinking more of like, again, the French and the cafes, right? Again, like, you know, these guys are really in the, you know, World War II is ongoing and then ending, right? They're seeing all this shit happen around them, the atrocities. The fact that people, you know, during World War II were willing to do horrible things because they were told to, 
right? Because <laughs> they were following orders. And so they're really interested in you know, authenticity, right? Agency, freedom. And so again, you know, you have this, this desire to find other people to discuss these ideas, to not, you know, to have open conversations about it, to learn from each other. Again, that same emphasis. And the goal again is not that I want to learn these specific facts so that I know the ground of this. It's so that I can become a good person, so that I can be authentic, so I can live in the world, so that I can take responsibility, right? And essentially be a whole person. And I think in both cases, you could argue that's the goal is being a whole person, not learning some fucking specific knowledge. Because I think, I think that's where it's, it's, it's kind of flawed, right? Is that we focus not on being a good individual, being a good citizen in the world or being a good person, but rather we focus on learning a specialization so you can be a, a contributing member of society, but not a good member. And that's, you know, <laughs> when when you were saying when you were saying that becoming a good person, you know that's a very that's a very like broad goal and a very long term goal. And then I was kind of contrasting that with what we do with typical education nowadays. It's this very short term. We have you yeah. know like a few months, and then we're supposed to have, be graded not only for that few months, but you know sometimes a midterm in there, sometimes a couple other exams. Yeah. So like we we're constantly getting graded way more quickly than we should be like you know maybe maybe getting a grade i I don't even know if getting grades from school i I feel like one of these hippies out in california who's like you got a watermelon and and you get a smiling moon it's like yeah but the problem with the problem with grading is you can look grading very practically especially in like public school and say on the one hand grading is a way to see how well the see how we're doing right and i'm trying to be really abstract about this right so see how we're doing broadly speaking about education it's a way to uh, evaluate you know the progress of students so forth and so on but more importantly it's a way to rank them and that's really what it's for right because it's a way to rank individuals and to associate self-worth with this ranking and i think that's the problem you know that's the issue yeah i had this idea okay here here's a system that could (laughs) potentially work pretty well the, the actual grades that the students get, the students never know about. That's for the schools. Okay. But the yeah. students do get feedback in what stuff they actually need to get better at. And they know that the top students go to the top schools. Hmm. So, because that's like That'd a blind way of doing it, because then you're just yeah. forced. You don't, the only feedback you get is what you can improve on. So you're just, Constantly like, oh, I guess I should learn this stuff. I guess I should learn that stuff. And they'll keep on improving. And because that, that way, the students who are doing really well and the ones who are doing poorly, they don't have any idea who's really doing what. So they all have to keep trying to do better. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny when you were saying that, too. I was thinking of something else, too, thinking about, you know, thinking of all these philosophers who, who really put this emphasis on premium on wisdom, on personal development cultivation which is a lifelong thing i mean they never stop doing it right and i was thinking about that and i think maybe one of the problems is too is that we don't we fundamentally don't think of education correctly we don't prep kids for it correctly like i said we treat it like work like a task we treat it like it's something bad something to get over with something to get through so you can go to the real world right and then once you're in the real world, then you stop. But we don't we don't set kids up with a, a appreciation for learning, a pleasure for for expanding their minds, a pleasure for 
you know, becoming a better person that would motivate them on their own. Like, like we talk about all the time, like both of us during the pandemic read like over a hundred books. Most people don't even read because it just, you know, again, I think part of it is that association with the negativity of learning, right. Of doing it on your own. So I think, I think part of it is if we just cultivated a better attitudes towards it, towards this idea of lifelong learning of the value of learning that the grades would stop mattering so much anyway, because the kids would actually be engaged. I mean, I remember, I remember in high school, like I did, I loved reading stuff on my own outside of school. Half the time I slept through classes. I did, you know, I did fine because I learned on my own. And I mean, half the time, to be honest, I was, you know, probably high too in class because it was boring as hell being there. But I did find because I was good at learning and reading on my own outside. Like the, the school part didn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the funny thing. It's like, here's your test. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, next mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. You and I were in the same boat there in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is fun. It is a funny system because it's supposed to get you out into the real world after 20 years. And then yeah. after yeah. another 20 years, you're totally washed up over the hill. <laughs> and you're just you're just kind of eking out life until retirement at 60 something. And then you're supposed to go enjoy life before you die. And it's just but that like, probably won't happen because, you know, you might lose it all in the economy or something. Because yeah, be, you be didn't plan greater. for yeah. it. You don't have anything yeah. safe for yeah. retirement. And you're just done. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not a great life. No. Yeah. yeah. We well, you know what it is, too. I, I think if you cultivate the appreciation learning, you know, the other thing is like you were saying before too, I think about, you know, the things you're interested in and choosing what you want to learn. Right. And like, we don't let kids do that. And I, I think there's been, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember what it was. There's been studies that have shown like, if you give, if you let kids choose something of their own to research, like whatever they want to do and like, let them choose a project, essentially they do much better and they're more motivated to explore the stuff because they're interested in it rather than making them all do the same thing. You know, and and maybe part of it is we have this textbook industry, we have, you know, this t- testing industry, we have all this like for-profit stuff built up around it. And maybe that is part of the problem. But I think also too, it is also just, you know, look, a lot of it comes down to, I think the philosophers would agree, a lot of it comes down to our our, our conscious awareness of what it is, our perception of it. Um, and our relationship to learning, I think, is also, you know, we failed in, in some way to make learning a valuable exercise and practice in and of itself. And we failed to show people the value of it lifelong. You know, that it's crucial, I think. And like, and that you can always do it. Because it also, you know, the fact is it opens up new things, right? Like you said right now, like, look, you're you're learning programming. You are literally opening up a new way of looking at things, a new world, a new set of skills, all on your own. You know, and it's, and yeah. it's crazy because, like, whenever I whenever I need to do something, I always think, how can I create a program to do that for me? And then nice. and then I can go <laughs> and then I can go do that. And it's just like, yeah, because and then even you know if even one day I'm in that way though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, know, I was going to say, even thinking that way of like creating your own projects, like having that way of thinking just shows that you also understand like lifelong learning. You understand what it means to educate yourself and how to learn. And I think that's where we fail people because like, you know, every kid thinks homework's a chore. If every kid thinks school's like basically is something they have to do, right? You have no desire to, to pursue these things otherwise because you've created this negative 
you've habituated a negative response to it your whole life, right? It's like Pavlov's dogs or whatever, right? Or like hmm. the learned helplessness, you know, you, you just conditioned it and now that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think there's kind of like a one mindset that I got later in life that was really helpful was that I'm going to keep at it until like the and and I think this is something that could limit a lot of people because they may fail at something they may have tried to go and do something or tried to go to school for this and maybe they failed an exam once or maybe twice or they you know and that limited them like they let that stop them and once I got to the point in my life where I was just like okay I'm gonna do this no matter what like, I don't care. I'll fail it 10 times. I'll fail it 20 times. I don't care. I'm just going to keep on going until I get it. And like that type of mindset really opened up a lot of stuff because all of a sudden that fear of failure is gone. Like, sure, it'll be uncomfortable when it happens, but it's just like, yeah. it's just an obstacle. You know, that's it. I really like, I, I really like that too, though, because it also teaches you or reteaches you that failing is not a bad thing. That it is just an obstacle. And every time you fail, you have to go back and figure out new ways to look at it, new ways to overcome it. And you learn more and more. Not to mention, you probably remember the stuff way better having done it on your own. I think, I think, I personally think too, another thing is like the self-motivation, right? The, 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 the agency, the decision on your own to start learning something. I think people don't realize how valuable that is, right? That you can choose this on your own. And once you choose it on your own, it doesn't matter how you do, because if it's valuable to you for its own sake, it doesn't matter what the end is, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's a, yeah, important. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's fun too, because like, I always, <laughs> like, I remember when I applied to vet school, the first, the, I had to apply two years, the first year, eight schools rejected me. And, you know, it was like, a treat, I'm, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a treat. I mean, some people might have given up, but I was like, forget it. I'm going to be a vet anyways. Yeah. And, uh, but I, 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 I don't even want because, this and I'm going to keep doing it. Right? Right? <laughs> well, then I, back then I did want it. I was, yeah, yeah. I was naive. And, um, but nowadays it's kind of the same thing. Cause like, I know, I know that still my education in programming is still early, but I'm applying for jobs anyways, uh, because, you know, having actual work experience would be helpful and I don't need the jobs, but I want to do them because I could learn more, but also I'm getting, I'm getting all this feedback from applying for jobs. They're like, we're looking for someone who's more qualified. They're looking for someone who, and, and, and I kind of let, like every time I get one of these back, I kind of laugh because I'm like, this might stop someone, but it's not going to stop me (laughs) because (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, you just wait because you're going to see, I'm going to be one of the best. And so it's just kind of like that, having that type of mentality and that type of attitude where like I remember Eminem was talking about it, how one of the greatest reasons why he succeeded was to prove all those people wrong. All the people who said he couldn't uh, do yeah. it, he wanted to prove them wrong. And that is such an awesome thing because then you can chalk that up. You can be like, yeah, there's this and there's this and there's this <laughs> and there's this. And I have all of these reasons that I'm going to succeed and I'm never going to give up. Yeah, you know, I, I like that too. because you. I mean, that's part of it though. Self-learning part of it is not giving up, right? It's not throwing in the towel. And, you know, I think this is, we were talking about the flaws of the education system. That's one of the biggest flaws is teaching people that if you don't get it immediately, if you don't excel right now, you're wasting your time, right? Because think about it. If you fail a course, you are wasting money, time. You know, there's that pressure to get out of there on time. 
And so you really do, you cultivate this, this attitude and this mindset that I should get things instantly or I'm not good at it. It's not for me. I need to move on rather than I can learn whatever I want, whenever I want. The possibilities are totally open. The only difficult thing is deciding what I should focus on because I can't do everything. And I think that mindset is so important, but it's difficult, right? Because you are getting rejections. You know, I applied to grad school too. You know, when I applied later after my uh, master's, yeah, you, you get rejected. It happens, right? Everybody does. And learning to handle that, to handle even, even getting feedback. I remember talking to um, friends in school where like, you know, professors would give us feedback. And like, I looked at it like, here's my paper, but I want to do better. I want to learn more. I also want to learn how to write better, argue better, all of this. So yeah, give me your feedback. And I don't, I'm not going to take it personally. It's my work. You know, I want to see where I went wrong so I can fix it. Other kids I remember it was like devastating and stuff. And like what actually hinder them more. And it's like, but they're giving you what you need to move forward, right? Just like when those jobs, they were looking for somebody with this or this, you know, you know, like, well, one, I'm going to keep trying and two, right? I know I got to just keep doing it. That's all. And just keep getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess uh, we talked about a lot now. We did. We did. So maybe like some tips for people who are maybe stuck in the education system or who, you know, maybe, maybe they're afraid of trying or they're, or, yeah. I think, I think, I think it's a good idea. So we've talked about the flaws of education. So how can we sort of counteract that, right? With our own. I would say, I would say like, if you're afraid of going back to get an education, don't, don't no, waste the money on a university yeah. in the United States. Don't do it. You will regret it. Teach yourself. Well, e <laughs> yeah. Right. Even there, I would, I would definitely recommend teaching yourself, seeing what you can do on your own. If you really do need a certification or you need the degree, if it's required for what you want to do, uh, I would definitely recommend start looking at the stuff on your own ahead of time first. Start understanding that area on your own because that'll one, give you some experience. See if you really like it. Um, you know, there's so many, there's so much resources online and stuff. You can even literally take a course for free, you know, and then see where you're at. And then when you get there, you're that much more equipped to get more out of it. You know, I think that's crucial too. So if you do need to do it that way so that you get the most out of it, you're not wasting, you know, you're not literally, you're not wasting your time when you're paying. You know, you're, yeah. you're using your, you know, time wisely there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say go get a job in the area. Like people, yeah. when I was a veterinarian, people would always be like, I want to be a veterinarian. And I was like, don't, please don't. But then, but then they're like, no, I really want to do it. How do I, how do I do it? And I was like, well, go get a job as in a, go get a job in a vet clinic. Take, take a year and work in five different vet clinics. And then if you decide that that's really what you need to do to be a veterinarian, where you want to express dogs, anal glands and euthanize dogs all yeah. your life, if that's what you really want to do, then go get a job at one of the vet schools and work there for a year or two. And then you'll have an in with everybody in the vet school, yeah. you'll get in instantaneously yeah, yeah. and you'll get a discount because you're an employee of the school. Like, yeah. And you know, what's funny too, about that, I'm glad it's, it's such a good point too, is that, you know, like. And I, I know this happened to you too. We have these ideas of what a job will be like or what a professional will be like or what it'll be like to be an ex. Sometimes people want it just because they want to say they're a doctor or they want to say they're this or that. And it's like, those aren't good reasons. And you should know a, you should know enough about it to know sort of what you're getting into, right? Like, like you know, in the sense of teaching, I was lucky because I was in school forever. So I kind of knew what that was like, you know? And like, you get it, but you get a better sense of what the, what it's like to do that sort of thing. 
is it really right for you? You know, like you said, I mean, you, you love animals and working with them, but you know, that is also a lot of dealing with people's emotions. Dude, and people. I, I look back at it because it's hilarious. I love yeah. animals, but every job I had in a vet clinic, I hated it. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> like I hate, I hated working there because you know, when you're young, they would have you clean out kennels and take out the trash and like, you're just basically yeah. surrounded by animal shit all day. And yeah. as, like, I hated it. And so <laughs> I, I look back and I'm like, man, everything was telling me not to do it. And I was just that stubborn that I had to do it. You know, it, it's funny too, because that's the other flip side, right? Which is, you know, a certain sense is a certain amount of stubbornness can be helpful when you're, you know, cause it, it's sort of uh, you know, it, it makes you stiff, like strong, strong, strengthens you to deal with, you know, there's times when you do like fail or stumble or whatever. It can also be really bad though too because you can get yourself in this like mindset where i have to get this done you know even if my life sucks i'm gonna be that thing fuck it you know I, I, it's i really think too i think um you know with the flaws of our education system i think you know anybody out there whether you're learning or whether you're out of school and you want to learn i mean i think just just trying things exploring experimenting not being afraid because let's face it the one nice the thing i love about learning on your own is you're doing it on your own and that can be good and i mean it can be hard because you have no one giving you sort of deadlines and things like that and and a metrics to evaluate yourself but it can be really freeing too because it doesn't matter how you mess up you know you can you can start out by assigning yourself a crazy project just to try it you know like i think one one fun thing is like if you're interested in something assign yourself a little project like a little hobby where you like okay i'm gonna learn how to do xyz whether it's like you know i'm gonna build a you know RC airplane from scratch, or I'm going to figure out how to program so I can, you know, sort my files on my computer or something, right? You know, like you give yourself a project and you do it and it gives you real experience. It teaches you how to solve problems and obstacles, where to go for resources. It's a great way to sort of like get yourself into that way of thinking, right? And into that way of, of, of looking at the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it teaches you, it teaches you self-reliance and, uh, kind of be, becoming a self-starter because yeah, that's something yeah. where a lot of people you don't get that from going to school or from working for somebody else because you always have someone else assigning you what to do oh. but when you choose self-study then you have to and like I found it helpful to to kind of do it both ways so I have every day I just need to do a little bit you know five to 15 minutes minimum every day that's the one thing that I have to do it doesn't matter what I do just as long as I do it and then every month or two, I'm taking another certification exam just to like always keep me upping my game. <laughs> and just yeah. like, so it's kind of like, you know, on the one hand, there's no pressure with just doing that five to 15 minutes a day, because whether it's studying for an exam, whether it's programming, whether it's just messing around doing something, it doesn't matter. I'm just getting that You've time. Done it. Yeah. But on the other hand, I have these, you know, these deadlines that I need to keep working towards to keep myself motivated. I like that too, because, you know, if people look, they can really find a lot of free practice exams too. So you don't have to pay for a test. You can just kind of assign yourself a test just as a way to kind of help if that helps you get there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I just saw something I really wanted to mention that was good. Okay. Well, while you, you keep, while you keep yeah. thinking about that, yes, I wanted ahead. to bring up another thing that I thought was really helpful is, you know, kind of looking at from the, the philosophical standpoint of education. There are two things that I think are really important with self-education. So the first is what the Oracle of Delphi said, know thyself. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Number one. The second one, the second one is uh, 
find the work on finding the golden mean. I think that those are like two lifelong skills that anyone can work on. Oh, very ancient, uh, very ancient Greek influence there, buddy. Yeah, Damn, but like, both of them. No, because no, they're good though, right? Yeah, dude, I'm constantly, constantly struggling with trying, trying to know myself better, and then also trying to find and practice the golden mean because it's so easy to go off of the deep end, either one direction or the other. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah. Well, that's what I mean, Aristotle was right, right? We always tend to an extreme. So keeping yourself in the middle is always the most difficult, but it's always the best place to be, right? Because then you have you have the most freedom, right, in the middle, essentially, and the most control. And that's great. And knowing yourself is critical. You have to know yourself. But I think, again, that's what our education system doesn't teach us, is knowing ourselves. You know, it's it's a shame. But like, oh, I remember what I was going to say. You were talking about being like, um, you know, really like uh, 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 self-reliant. And, and able to do these things on your own. And I, one of the things that really kills me with the modern education system too, especially universities, is this switch to like this buzz, business model and like handing out degrees. They've created more and more interventions for students because they want their money. So it's like they're doing them a disservice by handholding the whole time. And it's like, it's upsetting because it's like, you know, you're not really helping them. You just want their money. And it's like, you don't really care what happens in a certain sense. And, you know, it's, I think that's one of the difficulties too, but, you know, with what you just said too, I think, um, you know, the philosophers, I think, teach us a great deal on, on really the value, the importance of just learning our whole lives. And, and I think, you know, one of the best things people can do for themselves is just to start to really see that it is valuable, that you can learn more, that you can develop new skills, that you're never, it's never too late. And that, that there is value in that because you are always improving and bettering yourself. You know, we can never know everything about everything. So there's always room to grow, right? And I think seeing that as like a, a valuable pursuit in and of itself is so important. I, I love that. And I think that's a great note to end on. That like, yeah, it's absolutely. never too late. Like you can yeah. completely mess your life up 100% and it's never too late. You can always start right now and turn it around. I think that's, that's great. Yeah, I know it's important. So anything else do you want to add before we do end though? Because we should end. No, right. I think I think that's a great way to end it. It's just like yeah. we went over a whole bunch of stuff. And really, you know, wherever you are, it it's up to you where you want to go. Exactly. And wherever you are, the education system is flawed. <laughs> you need to do this shit on your own. So figure it out. Uh, <laughs> everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate everybody listening. You know, this is the Existential Stoic Podcast. If you guys are listening, um, you know, check us out on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, check us out. You know, listen to us. Um, we'll uh, be coming back midweek with another quick fix, a short little episode, like under 10 minutes, which just tips on one self-help topic. Um, you know, be sure to like, subscribe, share. It helps us out. Um, until then, though, uh, this was Education is Flawed, number 44 of the Existential Stoic Podcast. Take care, Randy. Later, Danny.